Trevor, we're clear. friends and welcome to this week's episode of the florida project the podcast where disney fans celebrate walt disney world if you like disney and you like podcasts you'll probably like the florida project my name is will and across from me is jason howdy <laughs> i don't know why but that's funny. <laughs> and next to both of us is michael hello there there it is oh that's good let's see what you did if you'd like to support the show, get access to some awesome bonus content, and hang out with us on our Patreon-exclusive Slack channel, become one of our Patreon saints at patreon.com slash Podcast. All of our Patreon saints get access to two additional shows, TFP Extra, Extra. and Disney Classics. <laughs> Each week on TFP Extra, Extra, we keep the podcast train rolling with more zany fun, the airing of grievances, and a topic that may or may not be Disney-related. On the monthly Disney Classic series, we watch and discuss each of Disney's animated classic films. We've recently released our episode on The Lion King, and our next one will be Home on the Range. Which none of us has seen. Well, that will change soon. Additional levels and rewards are all on the Patreon site, so go sign up at patreon.com slash tfppodcast today and get more of the Florida Project. In today's episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics... Michael will give us the latest news. I will take us on a trip down Main Tweet USA. And then we'll ask 10 questions about the newest Disney Plus Star Wars series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. All of that and more is coming up on this week's episode of The Florida Project. It's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small, small, small topics. All right, small topic number one: Kamal Nanjiani got two thirds of the way to being uh, to getting his Disney hat trick by playing Haja Estri, a fake Jedi con man with a heart of gold in Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, there are currently three actors with a hat trick, and this is you've had a role in an MCU movie, a Star Wars movie, and a Disney movie. Um, so there are only three people. Four, if you count John Favreau, but it's Ming Na Wen, Lapita Nyongo, uh, Donald Glover, and Samuel L. Jackson. So four people. Um, who do you think will be next? Some candidates are ScarJo, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Paul Bettany, Forrest Whitaker, Tom Holland, and James Earl Jones. I think we probably have to take James Earl Jones out of it. He seems like he's slowing down. Yeah. If they if they use the fake voice for him, yeah, and John Williams slowing down too, yeah, yeah. God bless him, yeah. But uh, I think I'd go with uh, actually. I, I guess you could put Favreau in here too. Yeah. What is, why is what is he close on? So he's he was obviously in the MCU. Sure, as Happy. Yeah. He did a small voice role in I think Solo. Solo yeah. Um. Oh, but he wasn't a character. Yeah. Character. I don't. And know. then yeah, he was. He was that. That one at the beginning that went on the mission. He was like an alien of some sort. Uh, the funny one. The little guy? I don't remember. Anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> some sort of alien voice role. Sure. Okay. Um, and then he also 
was the director of the photorealistic oh, Lion well, King. That doesn't count. So he was also in the Lion, photorealistic Lion King. Oh, was he? As some sort of creature. Did he have a, a come on? Same thing, I voice role? Yeah. It was a voice role, but nothing like the solo. Yeah. Was he Simba? No, he was, then he was not. So, I feel like he's a stretch, but some of the articles have him in there. I, I'm going with Evans. I think he's uh is ready for Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he could do anything actually, and I'd be cool with it. I haven't seen Lightyear yet, but I'm assuming he did a good job voicing Buzz. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I, th- I think Chris Pratt needs to. I bet he's going to do something small soon. After all these big movies, it feels like he's going to try to do something serious. Um, at some point soon, try to, to say he's a real actor. Yeah, he's doing Super Mario Brothers right now. After that, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know then. <laughs> I feel like it's real. Oh, well, no. He already has the, the Disney. He needs the Star Wars. Yeah. Evans can be any kind of Star Wars character. I think he should. Uh, another like Han Solo type character. I think he could fall right into. Or he, you know what? I, I bet he'd be, be a bad guy. I think he could be a good Imperial officer. Oh, yeah. Put that uniform on that little hat. Yeah. Be swarmy. Tom Holland could. He could be a start of a new trilogy. I'll say this. I haven't seen Tom in anything else, so I don't know. I really, I really couldn't say. We've seen him in a couple of things. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That cherry movie, he was good in that. Yeah. Well, he could be an imperial officer too. He's got that British accent. Yeah. Any other thoughts? No, I think they all have probably equal chance. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. Hold probably on. not Scarjo. I don't think James Earl Jones has equal well, chance. Well, not James Earl Jones. Scarjo. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know. Well, she had that falling out with Disney. Yeah. But then didn't because she's making. A Disney movie. It's it's called Money, Jason. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. But she would need Star Wars too. Yeah. Many people need Star Wars. Favreau, get on this. I mean, we're working on it. I mean, Stop, they're, start they're, casting. They're pumping out Star Wars stuff, man. What do you want? Just saying. I mean, there was another another rumored show come like today. So I mean, it's yeah, that's exciting. And nobody knows uh, who's going to be in Ahsoka, and they're filming it right now. They only have two people that we know of. Ahsoka being one of them. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So just saying, there's there's plenty of Star Wars coming, folks. All right. Uh, would you rather live in the Star Wars universe, the MCU, or a Disney shared universe? We may have already done these two questions. I think it, it's, it's worth repeating because yep. the universes keep changing. Yep. And all I keep saying is Star Wars keeps, I want a planet that has different climates. Every Star Wars planet has just the one climate. I don't know what it is about a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're either a desert desert, or you're a forest or you're a rainforest or you're a lake. I bet that forest, I bet the forest moon of Endor, well, it's a forest moon. You know, it's going to be humid in there. Yeah. Maybe they have some plains areas. We got Hoth, more like Kolp. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Which one was that? Was that Family Guy or the Robot Chicken? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. I, I, I don't know. I it's a lot to think about. I'm going with Disney shared universe. It's where you would rather live. Yeah, at least it's bright and magical. Yeah, there's and you could probably live your life and because all those stories are kind of small. Yeah, you could just stay away from a lot of the stuff. The MCU. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. It's, if I live near a building, it's going to blow yeah. up. We could be podcasting right now, and a, a robot could yeah. crash through the house, and and a hero right behind him. Yeah, and you know who's cleaning that up? Us. If we're not dead. Exactly. So, no, it's too dangerous there. I was going to go with the MCU. Mm-hmm. I feel like Star Wars universe is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Especially for a commoner. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see the, I don't see the downside of the Disney universe. 
That's... Except I'd be animated, I suppose. I don't know. I feel well, like you'd have sh- less dimensional of a life. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, what, we're talking the new ones are all three. Witches. <laughs> Lots of witches. <laughs> they got witches oh, yeah. in Star Wars. Uh, Hades. They got dragons, dragons. in Star Wars. Um, there's all kinds of scary stuff in uh, in the Disney universe. Sometimes racism. Well, we got that everywhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> but the MCU... The, those are dangers that I can see, and it seems to happen to every civilian we've ever seen. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I then there's the snap. But <laughs> you have a better chance of becoming a superhero in the MCU. I don't need that kind of responsibility. I really don't. I bet um, just a regular citizen in the core planets of the. Star Wars universe, they're probably doing fine. Yeah, I mean, until their planet gets blown up well, by that's true. a Death Star or a Star Killer base or whatever the next one yeah, is, yeah. the the Star Destroyers fleet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like one, it's what four planets maybe. Still, well, the way they talk about it though, in some of the uh, the Star Wars extended stuff, like there are planets that are like uh, the Empire, the Repu- whatever. Yeah, I'm still just hanging out over here. Yeah, I mean, so you know, depends. Yeah. Just don't go to a planet where you see anybody with brown robes walking around. No. And you'll be fine. Stay away. All right. One's got to go. Star Wars, the MCU, or Disney slash Pixar. I feel like I, we've asked this one before, too, but yeah. I may have a different answer. I think slash possibly still think I would get rid of Star Wars. If I had to, given that choice. Is Disney Pixar Pixar or is it Disney and Disney Pixar? and Pixar? Okay. I would probably go with Star <laughs> I was trying Wars. Trying to plug too. loopholes for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is hard because I wouldn't want to get rid of any of them, but yeah. I'd probably go with Star Wars. I wouldn't want to get rid of Disney. Um, it has a longer legacy. Yep. And I personally enjoy the MCU more than Star Wars right now. So I don't know. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to get rid of any of them. Depends on how we get rid of it. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, snap. Thanos snap. And it never happened? No. Yeah, do you still remember it? No, a Thanos snap, it happened. And we remember And you it. still remember it. Well, that's good. Well, here's the thing. What he should have done is snapped and... Everybody forget. Everybody, not e- either everybody forget or those people never existed. I'm sorry his evil plan wasn't evil enough for just you. Saying. Thanos was right. It's easy that, to armchair quarterback the snap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here's the thing about Star Wars. I love Star Wars and I love what they're doing with Star Wars. But I also really like the Skywalker stuff mm-hmm. and that's over. Allegedly, you know, I think there's, I, I might get rid of new Star Wars. Like, Cause I'm more interested in what's Disney coming out. Wars. No star Wars. And I love the Disney. There's only one thing in the new Disney stuff that I haven't liked. And that's rise of Skywalker. Wait, will yeah. galaxy's edge go away. Oh, yeah. oh, well, then never mind. MC, you can go. Oh yeah. Get, <laughs> I'm glad I wrote guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> Cosmic <laughs> rewind. Yeah. I've got, if it galaxy's edge, if we have, we're including the Disney parks. Yeah. Sorry. I'm keeping galaxy's edge. Rise of the resistance. is My favorite, ride. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There you go. See you, Iron Man, again. (laughs) All right. And that's it for small topics. Thanks, Jason. Those were some fun small topics. I swear you should just loop that in every week and not say it. (laughs) No. 
Don't Ian, die you well. should loop that in every week. <laughs> yeah. Because he says that and then you know. say that, like uh-huh. clockwork. News. Here are five parsecs of news to discuss this week about Walt Disney World. That's Star Wars. It is. Yeah. Number one, Christmas is coming to Walt Disney World. So Christmas in July is just about here, and soon you can start making reservations for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. The special event is returning to the Magic Kingdom for 24 festive nights, and you'll want to make your reservations early. Tickets for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party may be purchased online beginning July 7th. Guests of select Walt Disney World Resort can begin purchasing tickets as early as June 30th. And ticket prices will range from $149 to $199 per person. Of course, annual pass holders and DVC members can save $10 per ticket uh, to the party on select event nights. There are 11 dates in November, starting on November 8th through the 29th, and 13th dates in December from December 1st through the 22nd. Returning shows and entertainment include Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, and Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Seasonal attraction overlays include the Jingle Cruise, and as an exclusive treat for event attendees, Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, and Mad Tea Party will all receive a special holiday makeover. Question. Yeah? Did they do that in 2019 for Space Mountain? Yes. Cool. Like, it's projections on the outside, right? No, uh, and music. There's stuff inside. I think it's just like li- the lights and music. Yeah. Oh. There were like some, and instead of like just lights, there were some red and green lights when yeah, you're like yeah. going up the lift hill, if I recall, right? Yeah, it wasn't uh, anything like major. But like, not like Disneyland's no. <gasps> Galaxy Ghost, Ga- Ghost, Ghost Galaxy. Galaxy. That's what it is. Yeah. Also, a totally Tomorrowland Christmas takes place on the Rocket Tower Plaza stage. I love that name. What, Rocket Tower Plaza yeah. stage or totally tomorrow? I don't Christmas? think the stage is anything good, but I like the name of Rocket Tower Plaza. And in honor of the 50th anniversary celebration, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party attendees will discover three jolly new photo opportunities as well as receive a special 50th anniversary commemorative keepsake themed for the holidays. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party will take place from 7 p.m. to midnight with entry available as early as 4 p.m. This will be fun. I'm assuming you still get what are they they did for that one? Cookies and sodas, hot chocolate, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed the Christmas one. Never done it. Yeah, especially when it's cool or cold. Yeah. And they have the fake snow. Yep. What do you mean? It snows every night there, Michael. Not every night. That's what it says right there. No, it's select, select nights. Select nights. <laughs> oh, well, for for the party. It snows <laughs> yeah. every night. There's a party. How about that? Right. Well, speaking of the holidays, over at Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will also be getting a slight holiday makeover. Shut up, really? Yep. Oh, cool. That's crazy. Currently, the attraction includes five different songs that are randomized for each ride, and starting around November 11th, quote, guests will blast off to the tune of an awesome holiday single, bringing joy to Xandar and Terra, too, end quote. No word yet on what the holiday songs will include, but expect ones with an upbeat rhythm. I bet it'll be, run, run, Rudolph. Grandma's going to make it to town. Oh, yeah, that would work. Gotta get the freeway the, down. Um, um, the one with all the lasers and stuff that, when they do those. What about Sleigh Ride? What is that? Carol of the Trans-Siberian. Trans-Siberian. I can never remember that. It's another one. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Oh, yeah. got that Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then, oh, holy night. That'd be, a, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you know, just... It'd be weird having like a slow song. Wouldn't it? <laughs> they slow the ride down too. I want this isn't good Hanukkah. as it used to be. <laughs> well, speaking of holidays, number two, the 4th of July is coming to Walt Disney World. So after not offering July 4th fireworks in 2020 and 2021 due to restrictions imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic, special Independence Day fireworks will be returning to Walt Disney World this year. At both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, July 4th fireworks will commemorate Independence Day. According to Walt Disney World's fireworks schedule listed on their website, Disney's Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky, will occur on both July 3rd and July 4th at the Magic Kingdom. And over at Epcot, a special fireworks tag will occur immediately following the harmonious presentation on July 4th, which is currently scheduled for 9 p.m. The tag is expected to be similar to the Heartbeat of Freedom a tag that was previously performed on July 4th during the Reflections of Earth era and will include fireworks launched behind the American Adventure and from barges within the lagoon for a suitably impressive Big Bang finale. That's what I'm looking for. Suitably impressive. (laughs) I wonder why they're only doing that one on July 4th, but they're doing the Magic Kingdom one on the 3rd and the 4th. Probably because isn't the 4th of July like insanely crowded on... Well, yeah. At Magic Kingdom. Maybe they're trying to get them to spread out a little more. Could be a weekend thing, too. That's true. Or whatever. They they got extra fireworks. What do you want? Oh, yeah. Because I guess anybody who's there that day will probably hop over to the Magic Kingdom at two. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, number three, double your pleasure with double enchantment. <laughs> okay. And what will undoubtedly help with the summer crowds at the Magic Kingdom, Disney Enchantment will have two nightly performances starting July 14th and running through July 24th. The 16-minute Disney Enchantment features fireworks, lighting, lasers, projections on both Cinderella Castle, as well as down Main Street, USA. Disney Enchantment will be performed at 9.20 p.m. and 11 p.m., and hopefully this will help with the hub getting so crowded uh, during each show. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like it's been a very long time since they've done two fireworks shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Even in the before times. They yeah. Were. It's so, like, seriously. I'm guessing they're still closing at 11 and not midnight or 1 o'clock anymore. I think it depends on the, they have been open until, like, past 11 recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Good. So that may have been for, like, extra or extended hours or something. I don't know. Number four, more characters return to Walt Disney World, both old and new. So starting by the time you all hear this, Mirabelle Madrigal will have made her Walt Disney World debut in the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade as she is scheduled to debut on June 26th. Woohoo! That's two days from now as we record. The heroine from Walt Disney Animation Studios film Encanto will join Miguel from Coco, Nick and Judy from Zootopia, Max and Goofy, Moana from Moana, and more at Magic Kingdom several times each day. I don't think you had to put what Moana was from. (laughs) Also at the Magic Kingdom, Minnie Mouse will join Mickey Mouse in Town Square Theater on July 6th, as well as Peter Pan and Snow White will return to greet guests in Fantasyland beginning July 10th. Oh, good. Yay. It's always been just Mickey up front, hasn't it? I think so. I don't remember Minnie ever being there. Was she in the the Goofy thing? The uh, other, in the Storybook Circus? I never went in there. Uh, Maybe. I know Daisy was. Yeah. Well, nobody cares about that. But, but Minnie may have been actually in town. I'm just trying to remember where if birth- Minnie was at Magic Kingdom, like regularly somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember when they got had like their birthday celebration, I think, they, and they had their outfits. Mm-hmm. They may have both been at town. I know she was at Hollywood Studios, like at that. Um, it was Sorcerer Mickey and Minnie in like a 
Yeah, like yeah a, that's still gown. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Good for many. And July 6th also marks the return of Chip and Dale's Campfire Sing-Along at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, where you can join the friends for a campfire celebration followed by a classic Disney movie, Under the Stars. And over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Star Wars Launch Bay returns July 17th, along with Chewbacca, a face-to-face droid encounter with BB-8, and or a run-in with Darth Vader. Mm. I'm glad it's not Kyle. Kyle's scary over there. Yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't care for that. Vader was imposing, but he didn't talk, so it was fine. <laughs> I hope it's Vader with like half his mass missing. Nope. <laughs> no, Vader was scary when we met him at Star Wars days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just big. He didn't like yeah. that I tried to like put my arm around it. No, he doesn't care for that. He's he's been in a bad mood for a long time. He's not he's not here for your selfies. Now BB-8 was delightful. I could have been imagining it, but my throat kind of hurt after I did that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I assume it was him, but it may have just been you know there something. is a pandemic. Yeah. And number five, Disney's Magnolia Golf Course to undergo major renovation. So currently closed, Disney's Magnolia Golf Course will be getting an improvement by Arnold Palmer Golf Management, who will reimagine holes 14 through 17 on the finishing stretch of the course. Magnolia Golf Course is the one over by the Shades of Green Resort. Yeah, there are two. Palm and Magnolia over there. That's not the one we did, right? No. These course updates will be designed and overseen by Ken Baker, who has extensive design experience internationally and is currently the head of golf course design at One Club Limited. They got Ken Baker? You can't just... They got Ken Baker money. You know what I'm just saying? Holes 14 through 17 will shift locations as well as have some changes to their par. Cool. Would you like to hear about that? Not really. I mean, unless you really want to. No, okay. Okay. Um, I I looked at it. Um... That looks like they're adding water and changing some stuff around, yeah. making it more difficult. And it was, I haven't played uh, Magnolia, I played Palm. Palm, you know, it was, if you go play golf at Walt Disney World, you've heard me say it before here, go play Lake Buena Vista instead of Palm or Magnolia. I, I don't know. I, it, there's more to see. Yeah, you go pretty far on the Lake Buena Vista one. Yeah, you go through Old Key West and Saratoga Springs and down the Sasagula, see the tree houses, and then see Disney Springs, too. Yeah. And Palm and Magnolia, you're, you're playing golf in the woods. I mean, it's they're nice. You can hear the train whistle. You do. Uh, oh, the ferry. The ferry. You do also get um, um, a lot of wildlife. Mm. So. There's also, uh, they're going to connect hole 16 and 17 with a new wooden bridge through the forest. I love a good wooden bridge. There will be several new fairway and greenside bunkers engineered to accommodate the shifting hole locations and a selection of new teeing grounds suited to test each level of player. The changes to the holes will retain the par 72 traditional nature of the golf course. And two PGA Tour stars, 2017 Masters winner Sergio Garcia and 2019 U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland recently got a sneak peek at the design. Quote, it will be amazing. The 15th becoming a big par 5, 16th is a long par 4, and they brought in water perfectly, said Woodland. You're going to have four closing holes down the stretch that will test every aspect of your game. It will be a great finish here at Magnolia, end quote. They're adding water. If I play it, I will hit a ball into it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It doesn't matter. I will hit a ball into it. And I bet there's a gator in that water. Yeah. Don't go Don't go fishing around the edge of those, uh, no. those water no. uh, ways, I'm telling you. Or at least have a golf club with you. Yeah, whatever. And that is it for news. That was some good news, Mike.
推。All right, this week on Main Tweet USA, you mentioned Christmas earlier. Did you know Christmas is also coming to Disney Plus? No, that is entirely new information. Well, I don't think it is because you've heard this before. <laughs> but now we have new details about the new Disney Plus limited series spinoff from the Santa Claus will be titled the Santa Clauses. Mm. They also released the logo and image of the cast. Uh, so we already knew Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell would return as Scott Calvin, a.k.a. Santa Claus, and Carol, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus, respectively. Austin Kane will play their son, Cal. Elizabeth Allen Dick, Tim Allen's daughter, will play their daughter, Sandra. Also among the cast is Cal Penn as Simon Chosky, a single father, ambitious game inventor, and product developer whose visit to the North Pole makes a big impact on the direction of his life. He's joined by Rupali Red, playing the role of Grace, his angelic daughter with a love for Santa and all things Christmas. Devin Bright will play Noel, or uh, I guess that's probably Noel, maybe. I don't know. Santa's right-hand elf. And Matilda Lawler will play Betty, the demanding chief of staff elf. The Santa Clauses will pick up with Scott Calvin about to turn 65, starting to lose his Santa magic and realizing he needs to find a suitable replacement Santa. So I wonder if it's going to be his son. I bet it'll be Cal Penn. I guess we'll have to tune into Disney Plus oh, yeah. and, well, and watch. How old is his son? I don't know. You think he's still working at the firm? Probably. So that'll be fun. That'll Naughty, be fun. nice yeah. relations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be a series. I thought it was just going to be another movie. I did too. And speaking of like you know things like this, did I just heard this morning there was a new Father of the Bride movie on HBO? Yeah, yeah. So I know it's not Disney, but anybody watch it? No, I want to though. It's not a sequel, right? No, it's like a remake. It's a okay, remake. Well, I don't want to. I saw I'm, the trailer. Look I'm good. now less interested. Uh, apparently, it's good. Feel I feel like I would have been more. I would have heard about it had it been a sequel. Um, yeah, well, anyway. they did the Father of the Bride three during COVID. I did watch that. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. but you know. All those Zoom things got kind of old. Let's just be <laughs> honest. All right. Anyway, uh, also something that was brand new information to me was uh, Villains at the Contemporary. Disney has released more details about Top of the World Lounge, a villain's lair at Disney's Contemporary Resort, which will reopen to Disney Vacation Club members on July 11th, 2022. Eligible Disney Vacation Club members with access to membership extras who are staying at a Disney-owned and operated hotel at Walt Disney World Resort, whether they booked with vacation points or cash, will have access. Guests staying on the member's reservation may accompany them. Eligible members can enjoy the lounge with one party per day. The lounge, or lair, will be open from 6 p.m. to midnight daily. Check-in starts at 545 they have complimentary parking, yada, yada, yada. Eligible members must present their digital member card and photo ID. It will be available on a first-come, first-served basis until it reaches capacity. There will be new villains-themed food and beverage options, including the seven-layer cake. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's some good yeah. dessert naming. Uh, no outside food or beverages may be brought in because you, you got to get that cake. Yeah. So here's the backstory for the villains layer from Disney. Discover the untold story of this covert hideout for some of Disney's most dastardly villains, even the ruthless relax. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should have done more space there. Yeah. Even the ruthless relax. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Whether pursuing puppies or stealing souls, <laughs> messing with a mermaid or belittling a beast, evil doing is exhausting. And since a dishonest day's work is frowned upon by mainstream masses, the deliciously devious decompress away from judging eyes, hiding deep underground or on top of the world. 
Swapping stories of sabotage and toasting with tales of terror, the unsavory unwind and places inaccessible to the innocent. This is some good like like yeah. word work here, I'm telling you. So when our own Top of the World Lounge temporarily closed its doors atop Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, it didn't take long for the idle enclave to become a devil's playground. We're not sure how they got here. We can only guess by monorail. But we do know they were here. For when we returned to reopen the picture, this picturesque place to mingling members, we found stuff left behind by these hustlers in a hurry. I love this so much. Uh, curious couture from their wicked wardrobes, artwork befitting their ghastly galleries, and rebellious recipes for their cunning concoctions. So much alliteration. <laughs> That's when we did what so many great cast members have done before us. Uh we gave the place a longer name. <laughs> Welcome home to the top of the world lounge of Villain's Lair. Like the best Disney stories, it's a place of magic with a touch of tragic. That's nice. That that's 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 fantastic. I love that so much. I'm not as interested in going there. I don't think we can go because we're yeah, we're not. But I loved I loved reading it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It sounds really cool. So it's so it's a lounge where they have food and it's uh, like themed towards villains. Yeah, I bet every once in a while they'll have a um, a character in there. Maybe maybe Gaston will show up. Probably, I would think so. That sounds great. I'm I'm in. So if any DVC wants to get us in, uh, we'll we'll gladly uh, go try it. Yeah, or maybe we'll become DVC members one day. Anything is possible. And that's it for Main Tweet USA. Thanks, Will. That was a great trip down Main Tweet USA. Today's topic is 10 questions about Obi-Wan Kenobi. The, the series or the character? Series from okay. Disney Plus. Because I'm ready to answer either one. And not really about the character, actually. Rats. Well, I'm out. Um, but uh, once again, we reach into our grab bag, uh, rummage around in there, and pull out 10 questions about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, these are in no particular order, and spoilers will start immediately. Actually, they are in a particular order because I've moved them around, but spoilers will start immediately. So if you haven't watched Obi-Wan Kenobi and you are interested in watching it, um, uh, pause now, go watch six hours of television, and then come back. Um, or if you just, you know, if you don't care about it and want to hear a fun discussion about the Star Wars universe, then stay with us. This is not going to be fun. We're going to get granular here. Are we? Yeah. A little bit. And you should watch it because it's good. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Spoilers in three, four, five, go. Spoilers. <laughs> Question number one. There was a lot of hot Jedi action in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which action sequences stood out to you the most? I was really hoping question number one would be which was your favorite Obi Wan memes that came out the last six weeks because oh. I've really enjoyed some of those too. I think the best one is the "Hello there" and then the bar <laughs> <Yeah>. erupting. <laughs> I love that yeah. meme. I love it so much. <laughs> I like. There was one I saw today. I, I'll, we will answer this question in a second, but it was I've I've seen it the last couple of weeks, but it was good. It was like from. Uh, it was, so I canceled, no, so I logged into Disney plus today and it asked if I wanted to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then the bottom was from Obi-Wan from episode two. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Action scenes. Favorite action scenes. 
Um, I really liked, this is weird, but I really liked Order 66. We haven't really seen <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, from the perspective of the younglings and then the the Jedi who were um, uh, protecting them. Protecting them. Poorly. And I love <laughs> a big Jedi Malay. That's what yeah. the the best part of Attack of the Clones was the big Jedi fight at the yeah, end. Yeah, it, it tried to save that movie. Yeah. It did its best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's been really because we saw a little uh, uh, a little scene of Order sixty six in uh, uh, was it Fallen Order uh, was it Boba Fett or Mando season two I think it was Boba Fett yeah well we saw and we saw it in Fallen Order as well but when Grogu was like yeah, in a Grogu. backpack or whatever and that was scary as well yeah and the Order sixty six scene in uh, Jedi Fallen Order video game was like that was there's a it's, yeah because you a, had to run away from yeah it. <laughs> it was a scary time I um. I think that is how the show started, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like from, right out of the yeah, gate. That was crazy. And I kind of got a feeling we're going to see more of that at some point because we still got to see what, at some point, they're going to explain what happened with Grogu, like who got him, who saved him, and yeah. all this, you know. But um, it's um, it's definitely some spots they can go back to for sure. Yeah. Um, for, what else? For, for my uh, taste, I don't think you can. And I don't think you can beat the uh, the final fight between Obi Wan and Vader. Yeah, that was this year. What I was gonna say. I mean, Obi Wan got his groove back and was throwing rocks at him. I yep. mean, it was it was violent. It was sad. It was everything. The fight was just brutal and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it, it echoed weird. the their their fight on Mustafar. Yeah, and it looked like to your point, it looked like concept art, like. When they were standing there across yeah. from each other, like that really looked like a concept art painting. There are so many shots in all the fight scenes, but especially that last one where um, there were two things that would happen. The camera would go handheld and it was a lot more, it was just so different watching a lightsaber fight. It felt more raw, like you're up. Yep. It was brutal. Yeah. It felt like, even in episode three, like it was very choreographed, obviously. Oh, well, they're all choreographed, let me be clear. Yeah. And but, like the camera doesn't move yeah. much in the, like, yeah. It's, like, they're moving, but the camera's just kind of, you're just kind of like watching them. This was like all over the place. But then also they did this a few times, but especially in the last one, there were a lot of like shots from really far away mm-hmm. yep. of them fighting. And I love that. Like when they do like a, a distant shot and you just see the battle yeah. happening. I like, they started that in uh, Empire Strikes Back when uh, Luke and Vader were on the bridge and yeah. like fighting. And it, it's just, you know, it's so funny seeing that from like a, if you were in an apartment, <laughs> what is happening down there? Like, get your get 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 my camera. I want to see somebody's camping on this whatever yeah. moon. Like, um, uh, we should go. That guy's throwing rocks. I don't. <laughs> but yeah, that whole fight was just that. I don't. It the whole thing was like, uh, the whole show really was like, you never thought it would happen after episode three, and it's like this is like you said concept art. It felt like a whole like a somebody wrote a like a fan fiction about this. Yeah, uh, and like oh my god, we're actually seeing a rematch like between Vader and real Obi Wan. You know, like like a good fan fiction, not like the pejorative yeah uh, fan fiction. And it and like the fight also echoed like their flashback from when they were sparring. Too. Yeah, like the whole back to back thing. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was seeing them like close together, and and apparently punching somebody in the face really <laughs> hurts Jedi and Sith alike. I mean, but I don't know why you would punch Vader in the face. It's like when football players punch each other with helmets on. Like, what are we doing here? Come on, guys. And they did like other stuff besides lightsaber. Like they used the Force while they're like for rocks and 
making the ground like unstable and yeah. I don't know, that's really cool. Or like uh snatching the lightsaber out of people's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the the another scene that I thought was really cool was the Obi-Wan Anakin uh fight. Yeah. Like the training mm-hmm. fight from Attack of the Clones. Um or the Attack of the Clones era. Um it was that was really cool and I was really happy that they got Hayden and mm-hmm. not only do they get Hayden but they got him like out of the helmet. And yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, he could do some. Got to show his face again. <laughs> yeah. He could do some acting against something, you know, that was well written. It wasn't as great of an action scene, but Vader and Obi-Wan's first fight. Yeah. Was frightening. Yeah. That's with the fire. Like, like and we all know what's going to like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I was, Vader's going to chop him in. Half. He's going <laughs> to kill him right here. You know, like I, it was, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that last fight was great. I, I, I couldn't have been happier yeah. with how that last fight went. Yeah. It reminded me of the fights that you would see in Rebels. Um, when the I think it was Rebels. Was Rebels when they did the Kenobi and um, Maul Maul fight? Well, yeah, but that wasn't much of a fight though. Right. I'm thinking one of the animated ones had like really good lightsaber yeah. fights, and well, to me, remind, for, for, reminded yeah. me of that for live action, it's I think it's now my second favorite lightsaber fight behind Episode One is still great with uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon against Maul, like Episode oh, Three. Oh, you disagree? Yeah, I think my favorite would would be um, Luke and Vader in the uh, freeze chamber. Yeah, like the lighting was just very oh, cool. It's it was very claustrophobic, yeah. like the smoke, the steam, and stuff. I I I really like that one. I love now. Obviously, I love that too. And Return of the Jedi is the most impactful, like from emotionally and everything. But the because the Emperor just, hits the floor of the Death Star after yeah, he throws him yes, down that too. Thank you. All right, we're done here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's call it a day. Um, but yeah, as far as just purely lightsaber fighting, this was great, and it it really did echo a lot of like stuff from Episode Three, which was really nice. Yeah. yeah. So, Michael, do you have any more? Any other ones? Something that particularly stood out to you i feel like there's some with the uh with reva but i, I can't remember specifically what it was something yeah. with her lightsaber i think it was when they were on the inquisitor base under the water yeah I think there was like a fight yeah. an action she, scene or something yeah she was torturing leia or she was I mean, about leia. to start torturing yeah leia. poor leia always <laughs> getting tortured and obi-wan shuts off the lights yeah and then you just see like his lightsaber striking uh, yeah. uh Stormtroopers and then turning off. And oh, that like, was cool. Like that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. They tried to do that a little in episode two for like a solid fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Anakin got his arm chopped off. But like, oh, that's also the when Reva tried to attack Vader and he just toyed oh yeah with like her. yeah Reva Here, Vader take fight. a lightsaber. No, yeah. no, I could kill you right. No, take that. Yeah. Oh, that was he hmm. was unbothered uh, the whole time. I was like, oh, don't do it. You're not. She's spinning the thing, and it's like, stop. Okay, can we just? <laughs> and then he uses Obi Wan's move and snatches yeah. it out of her hand, and then gives, breaks it in half, and then gives her one back. Yeah. He doesn't even pull his own lightsaber. No. That whole, I was like, that not worth it. That's um, that's a bad guy right there. Um, another good scene with her was um, the, in and this actually kind of saved it because the parkour part at the beginning of the city planet was kind of lame but then when she um found obi-wan uh she was like obi-wan oh yeah come out. <laughs> like she was scary in that and he was still kind of he wasn't obi-wan yeah. yet at that point yeah uh, yep. yeah 
I love that, and I I know it was a criticism at times, but like uh, people didn't like you know some directing. But I, I love the everything we just talked about was really really well like filmed, like and it was very yeah. well acted. Yeah, too. I've, like, I've been a big fan of Deborah Chow since her Mandalorian episodes, and the fact that she did I think she did all these episodes. I think so. Yeah, um, this was her show. Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah. I don't know. She didn't write it though, right? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. All right. Based only on the movies and Disney Plus shows, who's scarier, Vader or his grandbaby Kyle? Uh, Just based on what? Just on the movies and Disney Plus shows. Oh, it's Vader, 100%. Only because of this one. And Rogue One. Rogue One was the beginning of Vader being scary on screen. Otherwise, he was just menacing, but not scary. Vader was pretty scary in Empire Strikes Back. You got to give him some credit there. Like... Like he's torturing Han Solo, he encases him in carbonite, and he toys with Luke, and then chops his hand off yeah. for like twenty minutes. I don't know. It seems more menacing than just like raw, terrifying. As a power. child, I was scared of Darth Vader. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But as an adult, I'm now again scared of Darth Vader. Yeah. I would say, um, I kind of have a mixed answer. I would say Kylo Ren's more scarier in The Force Awakens. Hmm. Yeah. But not the other, like the subsequent to where it's the opposite with Darth Vader. Darth Vader was less scary in his first movie mm-hmm. than he was in subsequent uh, versions of him. Yeah. Yeah. The for Vader rogue one was the first time I was ever like, Oh wow. This is what like, this is what it, it was kind of a Boba Fett type of situation with me with Vader is like, why is it like, he's not that scary. Like he's scary looking, but he, yeah. he's not like, terrifying like you're saying boba fett was cool looking but he's yeah, not that but cool nobody no. cared um <clears throat> so rogue one was really the first one but this one like when he went through that town and was like dragging people uh, yeah. behind him with the force it broke that kid's neck like just, broke that kid's neck just like just trying to get obi-wan to come out um so that was terrifying but the 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 biggest part was the fight with reva at the end where the shuttle is trying to take off and he just grabs uh, yeah. it and stops mm-hmm. it. Like that was very reminiscent of uh, Kyle stopping the blaster bolt, yeah. which was, you know, that was a scary thing. Yeah. Um, so it was like that and he pulls it down and crashes it. And then him just being completely unbothered with, with uh, Reva and mm-hmm. in that fight and just like, well, toying with Obi-Wan in the first fight too. Yeah. And just like, even in the last fight, just hacking at him like Luke did with Vader. Yeah, just like raw fury. Like that's the dark side right there. That's yeah. and there's a personal connection. It's not just to like it's not just a random Jedi fighting a random yeah. Sith. It's like oh, these people have, we a have to fight. No, yeah, yeah. we're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah. Who has the high? I wanted Darth yeah. Vader to say I had the high ground. When he was up on the top of the. Thing. Yeah, I thought it, I, <laughs> I think it would have been too much. I would have been I, too much yeah. in retrospect. But t- I thought he was gonna say it for sure. They did kind of do that in Clone Wars <laughs> with Ahsoka. Actually, oh, did they? I don't, I don't remember, remember if she actually said it or not, but she did take the high ground against Maul. Um, so was it Clone Wars or Rebels where Ahsoka and Vader came face to face again? It was Rebels. I mean Rebels. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I get the two shows mixed up. Yeah. Um, this evoked some of that. Oh, and then too. also the end where he was like, you could see Hayden through the mask, and it was like mixed his voice in. And, yeah, and, and that the, was like the, the color change. Yeah, that. I killed him. I killed Anakin. Ah. This is all that remains. Like, this isn't your fault. He's scary. Yeah, yeah. I, that was the first time I actually ever pictured Hayden as Vader. Yeah, like it never really fit. 
Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you watch the prequels and he puts the helmet on. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. got it. And he's but, tall. Yeah. But then you watch the original trilogy and like you see Darth Vader. Like, that ain't that ain't Hayden Christensen. That, yeah. that, it just it never clicks. Now's the first time where I go. Oh, yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. Like because that was that was so well done. Like I just love that last episode so much for the last the whole thing, actually. Like it was that moment between Obi-Wan and Vader made the whole show worth it for me quite frankly. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite non-hot Jedi action moment? So no lightsabers. It can be lightsabers, but like <laughs> if you, you know, starting a campfire with lightsaber. I like the, when they rescued Obi-Wan and Leia with the snow speeders. I like it when yeah. <laughs> there's like, you know, a bad guy with a lightsaber and then there's just some ship just wailing down with <laughs> <Yeah. the> blasters. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to get all these. I'll see what you're doing. Yeah. Like in Attack of the Clones, they're just wiping out Jedi with some like bunch of light lasers. You can't get them all, buddy. I really like any of the stuff on that. Was it that Inquisitor base or I don't remember what it's called. Nar? Nor? Yeah. Nor? Is it? Nor, I think. Yeah, the water thing. Like, yeah. It was just cool because it was a different kind of environment. Yeah. And you should play Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, apparently it's from that, right? Yeah, it is. Um, that was neat for us. And you have to like <laughs> swim into it too. Like yeah. I liked, uh, well, it's kind of, there's an yeah. Easter egg question, but he had his little breathing yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. from. Uh, episode one. Yeah. I also really liked any time they were in Darth Vader's chamber. Um, oh, yeah, that was Mustafar. cool. Yeah. It just looked really cool. Like I, when they did it in Rogue One, it also looked cool. Like I remember just like it just again, it looks more imposing than like his throne room on the on the Star Destroyer, <laughs> like just the lava. And yeah. the, it's it was <laughs> it's a vanity like project for Darth Vader. Like it is. <laughs> no, no. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to put it where we're going to dam the lava and it's going to go through. OK, well, all right. <laughs> Can you just imagine the meeting, the architectural plan? How do you even build that? (laughs) Stop the the lava so we can build this thing. In the the Darth Vader comic, it goes into how he built it, and he got like the best Imperial architects to come in and built it on like a a convergence of dark energy or the Mm. dark side energy. And he built like it, the way it's built is supposed to channel it. And he was going to use that to go through to the, the land of the dead and pull Padme back out. How'd that work out for him? It didn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, we know of. Yeah. And no, no, he, we know he, it didn't uh, work. He uh, killed that architect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't work, buddy. Yep. You so. know, if you sign on with Vader, you better get it right. Mm-hmm. That's why I would not choose to live in the MC or in the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Again, I think if you I don't just, think you sign on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, why is this uh, Imperial ship landing on our planet? This is not good. Uh, <laughs> when Vader says it's you, then that's it's the only you. thing that I think was maybe unbelievable that Bra- Vader doesn't have his own fancy Imperial shuttle, like you know, painted black or something. Yeah, I was like, that's true. Yeah, I figured he might. Like Kyle had his own black ship. Yeah, I was uh, excited to see the Imperial shuttle again. Like you know. It's- it's always nice to see any of the original trilogy yeah. stuff. Like a, when the Star Destroyer. Well, wait, was, wait. There's an Easter egg reference or something other you've never seen. Question. Hold that thought. Okay. I like Star Destroyers. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he said increase firepower and they increased the firepower. It was pretty cool. It was just more green blasters. And they still didn't hit it. It's like, they, oh, I do love that the ship was going in a serpentine. Yes, <laughs> that's what you do. It was evading. It looked ridiculous too. Yeah. Like, in every Star Wars, Star Trek evasive maneuvers, you're just listing to the right. Yeah. You know, like, like this <laughs> one. <laughs> that's the good thing about zigzag. Yeah, they can do the, the 
those type of shots. And I think, you know, because it is just slow movements or whatever, mm-hmm. that did look a little weird. Yeah. And I think it's just they're they're not used to doing that. Yeah. Well, this was yeah. so we were discussing it dinner night. I watched the Orville and they did something like that on the show this week. I'm like, I'm gonna try something crazy. You're not going to like it. And it was just like a corkscrew. Remember when Andy did like the spinning thing? Yeah. They did that with a giant ship. And then like a couple guys on the bridge are like, I'm going to throw it. <laughs> but we <laughs> evaded the blasters or whatever. So, I mean, it works. I don't know. Well, I feel like the gravity generators would make it so it doesn't matter. Probably should, but you know, whatever. What do you All right. Um, Space, who cares? Any other favorite non-hot Jedi action moment? Anything with I'll say Leia? I did Leia, yeah. Yeah. Like she was... Is there a question about her? No. Uh, yeah, anything with Leia was fantastic. Like it was, she channeled Princess Leia so well. She sure did. Sure did. Um, I think Carrie Fisher would have loved her. Yep. Um, they would have been friends. It was also really cool that we got more of Princess Leia's story. Yeah. Yeah. And it was unexpected because we all thought it was going to be about Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan. And I'm so Leia. glad it wasn't. Yeah. They yeah. they put Luke in the. In the promos, but I don't think they put Leia in them mm-hmm. really at all. No, I had no great. idea. Until she, she was like the Grogu, like they kept it a secret. I yeah. did see like, a criticism. Uh, I hear a criticism from a coworker. What? Uh, her son pointed out, I think he's 11 and uh, Leia is supposed to be 10, right? Uh-huh. She's, she's pretty small for 10 years old. She looked like she was like six or seven. Like she was pretty small. Yeah. But that is literally like, I love the actress. I thought she was great. And her uh, scenes with Obi Wan were heartbreaking at times, mm-hmm. and like, uh, like she gave him some crap too, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but like when he gave her the holster, there's nothing in it. Well, I'm not gonna give you a blaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and also when he says goodbye to her, oh my god, knowing that they'll really never see each other again, like yeah. that we know of. That yeah. we know. Um, that, and he told her about her parents, mm-hmm. and then you know, like she's like, well, that's okay. I have these. Yeah, I have parents. parents. And remember, you you don't know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. big. Um, so it was something that I picked up on at the beginning too. I was like, it is really weird that he was like that. You know, when she sends the, they've been on this adventure together, and she sends this message to him that's like, "Hey, it's me, Leia. You served my father in the Clone Wars." It would be like me calling Michael and saying, Hey, Michael, it's me. We met one time at a bar in, uh, in the Highlands. Um, yeah, I agree. It's so, I, you know, but people on the internet were like, Oh, I broke canon or whatever. I'm like, no, it's Dave. You don't think Dave Filoni, the yeah. biggest star Wars nerd who's ever star Wars nerded. Yeah. Didn't think about that. They're doing the <laughs> like, best they they'll can. They'll do something. They're doing the best they can with what they s- he didn't know what was going to happen in episode four when yeah. they were writing this stuff. I love how they worked around it. Obi-Wan calls him Darth at the end because he calls him Darth yeah. in episode four. He thought that yeah. was his like, name. Yeah, it's just, it's nice. It's like... Alec Guinness. I, I thought it's... They're doing... They're trying really hard to tie it all yeah. together. And this is... You could see it wasn't shoehorned in like Lucas did some ham-fisted stuff yeah. in the prequels. Like, oh, yeah, and at the end, let me tell you how to become a Force Ghost, whatever. Okay, bye. Yeah. And it makes sense, like, for her safety, she needs to, like, they need to not talk to each other. And yeah, so, like, yeah. and she named her son Ben. I know. I never even that thought about that until it I, came up. I love that. Yeah. Because of, ah. Now, we knew it was him before, like, anyway, but now we know what that's. Yeah. That's, well, that's, Han also knew Ben, so. Oh, no, not he very knew well. Did they call him Ben? He may have just called him Obi-Wan. Yeah. That yeah. crazy old space yeah. wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that. 
ancient religion from 17 years ago? <laughs> Nobody even has heard of that. The last scene with Leia, I, I just, I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. Yeah. I, it was, she was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing more of her character, whether it's growing Obi- up. Yeah. Just like in different kinds of stories and like yeah. what she was doing for the rebellion. And yeah. Well, and because I, we kind of seed the rebellion here with that, you know, on that planet where they're getting people out or yeah. whatever. Like that's the beginning of the rebellion. So, you know, have her join back up and let's see what I'm happens. I'm more excited there. for Andor now, by the way, to just see more of the beginning of the rebellion. Like, yeah. like I didn't think I wanted that, but no, I'm in. Let's do it. Like, I think it's a it's a more interesting era than I thought it was, really, between three and four. Yeah. yeah There's a long period of time. Like, it was. A lot changed. A lot of stuff happened. Like, they had, they erased a religion and a history of the galaxy. And, and they did a good job with it, too. Yeah, and to your point earlier, like, seeing... An uh, Hayden Christensen Vader suddenly become a New Hope Vader is there's a disconnect there because of so much time has passed, but filling that stuff in kind of makes it all work yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. All right. Obi Wan gives us the first live action versions of the Jedi hunting Inquisitors. What did you think of this portrayal? And did any of them stand out to you? So I didn't watch the Clone Wars or Rebels or really any of the Inquisitor stuff. Um, so. For me, I thought they were pretty cool. I really liked the uh, fancy Grand Inquisitor <laughs> um, who would, you know, cut off your head and then invite you to tea and crumpets or whatever. Um, he definitely has a husband named Brad at home. I think I liked him better in, in Rebels. Yeah. He was a little more menacing, but we also didn't see a ton of him either. Let's He got stabby stabbed and then didn't come yeah. back. And But... I like that other Inquisitor dude who's just like the grunt Inquisitor with the weird the, headpiece. The yeah. fifth, uh, yeah. he was fifth brother yeah. or whatever. Angry. And then you see a few more of them in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I again, I thought it was really interesting when Rebels uh, introduced the Inquisitors as a completely new concept. That was neat mm-hmm. um, because you know, you, and you need a bad, you need you need more invader. Yeah, you need you know? a bad guy, and you know. You could stamp out the Jedi religion, but Force-sensitive kids are still being born. Exactly. Right? So, like, people can still use the Force. It's still out there. I like the spinny lightsabers. There are I many, don't like that. There are many that don't. Favorite. I think they're neat. <laughs> I, I like, like them. them. I think they're so gaudy, and it's something like a, a non-Jedi would really use. And not even... Because a Sith wouldn't do it either. But this is just something like, we're going to make it spin. It's something that was very much uh, like this came from an animated show. Yeah, like yeah. this this idea. Because they looks, can also be used for helicopters, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> which which I, I know you're going to be shocked by this, but a lot of Star Wars nerds didn't like that yeah. when they did it in Rebels. <laughs> I was kind of like, let's do it. Let's just have him, have him helicopter in with that thing. I don't care. Like, I thought they, I think they're cool looking. It reminded me of like uh, General Grievous when he's like spinning. Yeah, uh, lightsabers yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it looks cool, but it's not really practical. Yeah, not I think practical. the the spinning lightsaber effect is very cool. What I don't like is the um, the circle around the lightsaber. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you could, you should be able to push a button and that circle comes out, and then uh, the yeah. lightsaber travels around it or whatever. Um, yeah, Reva's had like a half circle, which was pretty neat. Um, but anyway, I, I think just because it was broken. Oh, was it? Maybe. I wonder if you'll be able to get oh. one at Doc Anders. <laughs> like a- I bet you will. <laughs> I'm sure Obi-Wan's is already available now, right? Like, I kind of want Obi-Wan's now. Don't you have Obi-Wan's? No, I have Luke's. 
which is evocative of Obi-Wan's design. Okay. Luke rebuilt his saber. Okay, that's right. That's what it is. You have the rebuilt saber. I have the green saber. Okay. The Return of the Jedi saber slash Mandalorian end of season two saber. All right. Did knowing everyone would survive take any of the fun or suspense out of it for you? I didn't really notice it until like the last episode. I'm like, well, nobody like nobody's going to die or get terribly injured here. <laughs> so it doesn't bother me because I don't watch shows like when I'm enjoying a show. It's not because I'm wondering if the person's going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's so much more to like to a story than most of the stuff you watch on TV and movies. You know, the main characters are going to survive. Yeah. You know, occasionally you get surprised or like something terrible happens, but like, you know, at the end of the day, most everything's going to be fine. So in that regard, it didn't really detract from me. Yeah. I was scared for Obi-Wan in the first fight. I knew he was going to be fine. And even yeah. when he's getting burned, I'm like, oh, well, God, I hope he makes it, you know? Yeah. I mean, they do. They did a good job of storytelling, like Michael said, to that you just don't like. Yeah. You don't think like I thought about it at the very end. Just because I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we're wrapping up and like, you know, we all know that Obi-Wan's going to win. But um, but it never crossed my mind going through the show, which I think is a good storytelling. Yeah. It would have been bold if they had um, killed Obi-Wan and then you found out the Obi-Wan that was in A New Hope was actually... Uh, like some sort of <laughs> some sort of robot created by the Empire to lure Luke out of. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You've heard of Obi Two, right? That story. No, his uh, Ewan's brother was in the RAF or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. His, that's his. That's his uh, call sign. Call sign. <laughs> call sign. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that so much. I, there was a lot of those that came out. Like, have you seen that clip of uh, Ewan on the Graham Norton show? Uh-uh. Um, he was on there a few years ago. It was, it was for something else, but of course they talk about Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. And he was like, "I was I was in Los Angeles. I was driving down the street with my daughter, and these uh, they let just fifteen year olds drive around in this country. It's crazy. <laughs> and they're like zooming down and like like cutting us off. And I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up there and say something to him. The daughter's like so embarrassed and everything. He pulls up to the car and starts like rolls down the window and starts yelling at him. And he can he's like, I can see it in their eyes. <laughs> It's F and Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> but he seems like a really fun guy yeah. too. By the way, he, I love how much Ewan has embraced it. Uh, yeah. The whole thing, and same thing. It is very because I watch a lot of that Star Wars celebration stuff. It is very nice to see Hayden back and those idiot Star Wars fans that hated on him before. Yeah, like he, he seems wrote, like he's having a good time. Like too. he wrote the script. By the yeah. way, like when people do that, it's just so ridiculous, right? Like, and apparently they were they were both like him and. Uh, his lady friend were both like Padme, <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yes, <laughs> they were Oscar-nominated like, actress. Natalie. Can I can I do that again? <laughs> Lucas is like, now nah, we got it. Now we got it. Take well, one. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> one take, Lucas. But That's I didn't what they say. Call the right me. line. It doesn't matter. We'll fix, we'll it just fix it. I <laughs> called him Hayden, not Dark. <laughs> we'll clip that out. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with him and Ahsoka. Oh, I am very much so. Oh, I yeah. got a feel that we're going to see a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Him more out of the suit and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh. And their relationship. Yeah, that'd be cool. But oh my God, wasn't I, I know we just went over it when he had that chunk out of his helmet. That was <laughs> yeah. somehow even so more cool. frightening. Yeah, that was like scary. He's a monster. Yeah. That was when he was Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, because he talked like, you know, a complete, mm. he's not Anakin, man. Yeah. There's nothing left of him. But Luke saw it. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite Easter egg reference or something we've never seen before in Star Wars that we saw? So, like I said, I like the little breathing thing when he dove into to Nor the base. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I I like seeing Leia with her parents. Yeah, yeah. that was something we had ne- we never saw. Uh, in Bail Organa, um, loose lips sink ships. You can't be I, okay. You can't exactly. be a little bit like. Hey, Obi-Wan, we haven't heard from you in a while, so we're going to go to that place if we don't hear from you soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll meet you at the that thing, but not... Uh, if Obi-Wan, the child of Anakin Skywalker <laughs> is on Tatooine at Obi-Wan. Owen Lars house. I'll give you the coordinates. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Oh, and, and if anybody's listening, Anakin's Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, Anakin's <laughs> children, Leia, who you're with and is my daughter. <laughs> what? And, and uh, uh, Luke... Are out there, and if I don't hear from you and Leia soon, because maybe you're dead, I'm gonna go to his house, and here it is. That's crazy. I also really liked, for the first time again, Uncle Owen. Like he was like he went from in episode four to like in the beginning of this. Also, or I hate Obi Wan to the like he had an arc, and Aunt Beru was she was. She was cool, man. Yeah, she yeah. I like that she moving had, rocks and getting guns. She had out. some agency. She was like, yeah. "I had this gun in here because <laughs> clearly we're gonna have trouble." Yeah, I I thought that we had never we hadn't seen much of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru yeah, before. That was nice. I love that they got the same actor and actress back from episode yeah. three. Yeah, that was really really neat. Um, uh, and we got to see Leia as a kid, which was. I never thought I really wanted to see Alderaan. Right. Have we been to Alderaan? Only in episode three for like that last scene, like mm. when they go drop her off. Oh yeah, okay. that's literally all yeah. we've ever seen of Alderaan yeah. until besides you know, boom, boom, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, um, we talked about I like seeing the, like the, even like the just the rudimentary beginnings of a rebellion, yeah, you know, and yeah. like. Jedi giving up their lightsabers and going on the path and like, yeah, like the underground railroad. Yeah, sort of thing. that was neat. That underwater base was cool too. Yeah, I mean, and using the force. Mustafar, I like seeing his the castle. water out. Yeah, that that was look anything anytime you see it it in anything like that that it enriches the stuff we've already seen the world. Like, yeah, like where does Vader sit in this castle? Well, there you go. Yeah, he has a throne room. You know. To an extent, what, there was a whole comic or novel or something about how Han Solo got his vest. Uh, we yeah, we yeah, we don't need it. But, but this was really cool. Yeah, like I really it, the concept, you know, from Rogue One, and then seeing more of it was really, really neat. And one more time, seeing the Emperor dress down Vader <laughs> yes. and get him back on track. Yeah. I mean, every time they're together, he's just either lying to him or dressing him down. And also, they kind of closed the little loophole that they opened in the show of well why wasn't Darth Vader so yeah. obsessed with Obi-Wan in A New Hope and it's because because his daddy told him he, to yeah. stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get back on track yeah <laughs> alright um, which of these droids would you most like to have as your droid best friend BD-1 from Fallen Order Chopper from Rebels Mouse Droid from the original trilogy IG-11 from The Mandalorian BB-8 from the sequel trilogy, K2SO from Rogue One, Ned B from Obi-Wan, LOLA-59 from Obi-Wan. Which or, one's Ned B? Is the one that didn't talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I that like poor, that. poor guy. <laughs> or uh, R3X from Star Tours. <laughs> <laughs> you mean DJ Rex. Yeah. He was annoying. <laughs> yeah, Rex was is annoying. annoying. 
Uh, and Lola, I'd break. I'll just say it right now. Like I'd I'd accidentally sit on. Her. I just <laughs> loved her. I, she seems was a fragile. Fun droid. Oh no, she was she was fun. And I love that trope. Oh my the, god, it's so stupid. The red light. She's evil now. She's got a red light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid. But apparently, there's a really cool animatronic <laughs> version coming out. I d- I don't doubt it. Like I, <laughs> I have, is it like a drone? Like a flyer? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. But I feel like I would break her accidentally. Yeah. Like, she seems fragile. Uh who you want is your best friend? I don't know. Your droid best friend. I would say either BD-1 or BB-8. Probably BD-1 because he reminds me of a cat. But so does B- Who's BD-1? BD-1, BD-1 from is from game. Fallen Order. Oh, okay. I like Chopper, but he would be a terrible friend. <laughs> He's just surly. And like, if you watch Rebels, you'll really start liking Chopper because he, yeah. does, he doesn't care. Chopper, go do this. No. What do you mean, no? (laughs) No, it's dangerous over there. They're (laughs) shooting. (laughs) Looks like we'll get to see more of Chopper scene. I'm really excited. Live uh, action Chopper. Chopper's Chopper's my answer. I like Chopper. Is he going to be in Ahsoka? Ahsoka? uh, Isn't he? Or no, there's a Rebels show coming out. He's in uh, Andor? Andor. I think he might be in Ahsoka too. Oh, or maybe it's Ahsoka. I think it's it's Ahsoka because Sabine's in Ahsoka. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll all go with. I'm I'm going with Chopper. Your Chopper. Uh, BB-8. BB-8, yeah. You should take BD-1. I mean, you yeah. like a little guy BD-1. on your shoulder. I, yeah, BD-1. I just don't want that little thing on my shoulder. Get get off. <laughs> I looked at the, they're doing a Lego set of BD-1, and it's coming out August 1st, and I looked at it again today, and I love him so you much. You haven't pre-ordered it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael, will you pre-order the BD, or the, yeah, BD-1? I'll try to remember. Comes out on August 1st. Okay. It'll be a nice gift for any of our podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> for the clone troopers, Order 66 is still in effect. If one were Force-sensitive but not a Jedi, would that person be a target of Order 66? He would definitely be a target of, like, the Emperor. Yeah. Or the Empire, like the Inquisitors. Yeah. Um, to join their little army. How but. would the clone troopers even know? I, I think the robes give it away and the lightsaber. And but I'm not, but I'm, not being, I'm being sarcastic, but I think that's. But like, if they're not Jedi, they won't have it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if this wasn't a very complicated order. It was really, a, like, at the time, just like your you know, commanders are Jedi, kill them. Like, you know, it yeah. was imprinted in there. Um, also, just as an aside, I really like that we saw an old clone trooper, like, on the street. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was. Because you know this is what you don't like. They've they've alluded to it and seen it in the comics and the like the cartoons. But Emperor just threw the all these guys away after the Clone Wars. Like, okay, we're done now. Thank you. Bye. You know, um, I forgot the question again. Does Order sixty six apply to just Jedi or uh, yeah. any Force sensitive child? Yeah, I think I think it's just the Jedi. Probably that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, they're the only ones that were a threat. Yeah, because they don't have any. The clone troopers don't have any way to know who else is force sensitive unless they see floating rocks around somebody or something. And you know what? The clone troopers weren't killing the younglings. Anakin was. Well, they did. So maybe sh- it was like a command. They did thing. shoot that Padawan um, when they? Bail, when, yeah, Bail, when they came was, in the room. Oh yeah, it okay. was just well that too. Remember when Bail was going to land at the Jedi Temple and like they were shooting that kid oh, yeah, yeah. and like it's time for you to go. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Yep, you're right. 
Have a good one. Then he sees like that lady in the kitchen on uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, oh, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely, that's bad. See, those are the things that make shows real, by the way, where you can relate to people and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Absolutely not. No way. I like to think that that was like not even scripted. That, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but also, it was really cool to see another view of Anakin with like clone troopers from episode three again. Yeah. And these are the first time they ever made clone trooper outfits. Huh. Like armor, because they were all CGI in the prequels. Oh, weird. Yeah. Isn't that just dumb? They could have just made some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One or two. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I, again, whatever. All right. Good news. Obi-Wan has been renewed for a second season. Has it really? Is that breaking news? It is not. Oh. Uh, what would you like to see in a second season? So I would like to see him meet a... I, I really want to see Cameron Monaghan as uh, Cal Kestis in live action now and we are right in that time he can buddy up with uh, Obi-Wan and they can go off on some mission somewhere else that has nothing to do with Luke and Leia so you don't have to like we don't know what Obi-Wan was doing when he was a hermit in the woods for those seven years or whatever yeah. the desert woods yeah I would like to see him um, meet someone Aww. like a lady yeah it would have to have a tragic ending, unfortunately, because we don't see her in New Hope. Sure. But, well, so that would just be a bummer. Work out. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be cool. I mean, if- I've been out to California for work and you didn't come. So, like, That's you know, true. when he went to go destroy the Death Star, and that die. was kind of a work trip. She's like, I don't know where he went. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe the Force Ghost visited her. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to see him have, uh, I don't know, have some happiness relations. Well, yeah, just just something different than like his whole life has been so focused on one thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I, I think I can answer it more with what I don't want to see. I don't want to see anything we saw in this season again. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I, I do want to see see him killing stormtroopers and stuff right. like that. But no Vader, no Leia, no Luke, yeah. no yeah, no Tatooine. Yeah, get like, away from the Skywalkers. There's a like you need. He gets caught up in something else. You yeah. know, like I don't know what. I'm not clever enough. Like, and they don't know yet either. They're like basically they're saying like the Watchmen creators. Right? Well, if we have a good idea, yeah, then yeah, we'll, we'll see. But like, it is not currently planned allegedly yeah. for anything else. I would be okay with Vader as long as he's just like a threat, like the Empire, and it's not like a personal. Yeah, that's fine. Like, a, like. Um, like it's a different kind of thing. It's like Vader's out there and you know, you don't want to cross paths with Vader. I think they're done face to face though. Like Until New Hope. Yeah. Because anything else will start to I mean, of course, there's a part of me that goes, Yeah, let's let's do it all again. You know, like uh but there's a part of me that also doesn't like this was a great ending for the two of them, for sure. Mm -hmm. Anakin's gone. That guy in that mask is Obi Wan doesn't know him. Yeah. Like doesn't matter. Yeah, but they've re- they've really shown us with like the Mandalorian that they can get away from them and and still tell really yeah. good stories in the in the Star Wars universe. And yet they Boba Fett couldn't get away from the Mandalorian. Yeah, well that's fine because Boba I, Fett wasn't great until the Mandalorian showed up. Until and and the look the, so all that was these that Mandalorian shows, episode. All these shows know how to stick the landing. I'll yep. tell you that the finales of all these shows are amazing. Yep, the finale of Obi Wan is some of the best Star Wars. It may be one of the best hours of Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. Just overall. Yeah. And I would have loved, I kind of would have loved to see Obi-Wan Kenobi as a movie, um, like a two and a half hour Wasn't movie. Wasn't it supposed to be a movie at one point? I don't, you know, for this one, I don't know. I know Boba Fett was originally yeah. supposed to be a movie. And you could tell that one. I know I went through a million script rewrites and everything does. But Obi-Wan too, it seems like they were kind of doing some stretching to get it to six episodes. Yeah. Like we could have done this whole thing in two and a half hours. 
Um, and it would have been amazing. And it would have been as good as Rogue One as far as a non, you know, Skywalker movie. Yeah, I wonder how long it was total. I don't know. Because it was like 45 minutes and 38 minutes. And I'm looking forward to watching it again, though. The first episode was over an hour, right around an hour. Um, I don't know about the second one. Then when he got his groove back. It was yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And final question. Best thing ever or garbage? <laughs> garbage. I, mean, I hated it. Yeah. I mean, it's the best thing ever for me. Yeah. But it could have actually been garbage. And I've been like, nope. <laughs> Loved it. He said, hello there. I'm good. He pulled out his lightsaber and they fought for a bit. Cool. If I see a Jedi killing a stormtrooper, I'm good. You know, it's fine. <laughs> And Vader could have just been sitting there, like looking at a pad or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the suit just sitting there. There's not even and the breathing. There. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, best thing ever for me, too. Yes, best thing ever. All right. So if you enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi, let us know. You can find us on tfppodcast.com or on Instagram and Reddit at slash tfppodcast or on Twitter at tfp underscore podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And also, if you, you know, it's hot out there, buy some t shirts over on shop.tfppodcast.com. And we have some exclusive Patreon only content that's available to you if you support the show on patreon.com slash tfppodcast. We'll, we've already recorded our extra because this conversation went long. So if you want to hear more about Obi Wan, tune into TFP Extra. That's all I got. Anything else? Nope. Have a happy Independence Day. Indeed. Thanks for listening. We'll see you real soon.